little babies. I like to say thanks, Irene. Thank does you, Irene. There's a pope Irene. shit in the woods. There's a pope? That you said make sense. That doesn't make any sense at all. It's not supposed to make sense. Jesus. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> See what he did there? See what he did there? I got it. There's a lot to get to in the show. I don't think we could spend a lot of time here in this cold open. I would like to say that this is our 300th show. So uh, claps to uh, snaps to us. Well done. This is Bill's 200th show. Uh, I would. And also I, I'm more over 200. That's true. If we have a, uh, just a couple minutes here, I, I sent out a couple of our. Uh, Hold on. Memories. Bill's reading them now. Bill's reading the memories I sent now. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on it. We might just do a whole show on, on the first year of, of Simple Minds Sports Show. But um, I, I just wanted to uh, look back and give you a couple of the memories of, of our season one first 299 shows. The first one being um, when the Patriots signed Cam Newton, we were recording live, and Bill uh, literally jumped out of his fucking chair. Mm-hmm. He sure <laughs> did. the boner, screamed. The mic, the uh, all of the audio quit because you guys were yelling so loudly, screaming into the camera. Most of it was just to to say fuck you to me. All of it was to say fuck. Less you. was about the Cam Newton <laughs> side. Most of it was just say fuck you, Rich. They signed Cam Newton. Yep. I just wanted your reaction, and you caught it. Perfect. Head throw, headphone throw at the mic. I was in your chair. I was That's so defeated. So I was so defeated. I couldn't believe it. And fucking toot toot. Two, two. You're right. All bad signing. Um, Ray, I feel you're good on these things. You have a couple of memories before we get in the show. Uh, yes, losing the bet to Bill and having to go to the batting cages and striking out 14 times and then taking a baseball to the back while a 10 and 8 year old watched me with their father laughing in enjoyment in my pain and misery. That was the same day. <laughs> to, yeah. any, to any of those that believe that hitting a baseball is not the hardest thing to do in baseball, just contact Raymond Langevin at some of my sports show at gmail.com. And he will let you know that it is the hardest thing to do in sports because he looked like an asshole trying to hit yep. the ball. Yep. And then he looked like a bigger asshole when he got hit by the ball. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to take that audio and use it at times, but thank Sorry. God it got lost. Sorry. No, no worries. Uh, the other one, the big one that is still on our minds is the Billy Badwards tapes. We're still, hey, uh, everyone out there that's looking to hire us, we're still waiting. The second that we get to pay Bill uh, money for this show, we get six to figures. Billy Badwards tapes. So we're just looking for a six figure income from an on air talent. It's not a lot to ask. Uh, and we get to release the Billy Badwards tapes. They're worth it. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Deal. That's been the deal all along. We know. We know. <laughs> Uh, Bill, did you have anyone uh, after looking at this list 30 seconds ago that I sent you? Uh, there's been a couple of good, couple of good ones. I mean, a lot of our, you know, we, where we came from, dude, some of the listen to some of the early stuff is like, holy shit. Yeah, it sounds like what you would sound like right now. Yeah, that's all right. That's all I like. Three <laughs> uh, shows in, we have not made what one what move. What of mine is uh, Bill meeting his idol, Peter McNeely, Hurricane Peter McNeely, our Ooh, first, very, very first interview. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, we thought oh, Rambling Ruth was bad. Uh, uh, Peter McNeely, holy Peter shit! McNeely. Yeah, f- at least he was fun. Rambling Ruth was just a bore. <laughs> she was nice. Was, she was great. She was, was a nice lady. First or second interview? First. Was that was our very first. Him. No. No. Nope. Well, we had uh, Munez. That was after. That was after. That was after. 
Peter, B- Peter McNeely was our very was first. That was our that was our first one. What a dip into the interview. We've done probably a hundred and fifty interviews since then. Yeah, and, and not, maybe not like a hundred, literally like a hundred interviews since then. And Peter McNeely was our very first one. And that guy on the on the anniversary talk on the twenty fifth anniversary, he fought Tyson. Amazing. He was talking to us three assholes. He was unbelievable. Hey, give him credit, man. He answered all my drug questions. He was awesome. Oh like, yeah, he was, he was awesome. a great sport. Yeah. It just was an hour long interview because you know his poor brain just could not get the punch words drunk. out. Yeah, yes. oh, yeah, like he was he is the definition of punch drunk. What are you talking about his wife too? Like I don't I don't necessarily feel bad for the guy, but I just like this is just what he is. Like yeah. he's <laughs> oh, yeah. he was fucking he was hilarious. He was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a good um, one. The other one uh, uh, I had uh, Bill U.S. Jordan Babineau, ex NFL player, uh, point to point on his body where Brady hurt him. Which so I, I listened. The audio to, didn't work. I listened to you guys on the back porch, and you asked one of them where, where, whatever someone hurt. I him asked Ray, I like, where uh, yeah. You motherfuckers! It's my joke. I stole the joke. <laughs> hey, you don't you don't one. show up to 10 a.m. to time travel with us. You you don't get the, we steal get steal my the joke, joke, man. Yeah. Hey. That was funny because the audio cuts. Yeah. Yeah, What'd no, you say? I didn't hear you. Say it again. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. You didn't hear us, Jordan. Or Jordan Babino. <laughs> uh, and then Ray, uh, we, we, the, it's it's still ongoing. We have yet to conquer it, but the quest for the butthole tattoo, Tukarask winning a championship with the Bruins, is is still ongoing uh, yep. to this day, which we will get into on this show later on, unless you guys have anything else to share. This is the Civil Mind Sports Show. Friday headlines, June. 18th. 18th. I, I had 19th. Didn't I put 19th in the thing? June 18th. The 300th episode. Juneteenth is tomorrow. Um, so respect. Pay your respects. We don't. We can't talk about that. Welcome to the show. We lack the depth and intelligence to talk about that. We're going to talk about stupid fucking sports, if that's okay with everybody else, on our 300th episode of the Simple Mind Sports Show. And of course, for a majority of these shows, we are brought to you by White Birch Brewing, some of the best craft beer in New Hampshire out of Nashville, New Hampshire. Ray, address, please. 460 Amherst Street. Head on down to the tap room. Get yourself a flight. Get yourself a pint. Get yourself a new, brand new hat. Breaking news. Breaking news. That was breaking news the other night. Brand new hats down at the brewery. Bill, I can't, I'm surprised Fucking you're not wearing you one now. They didn't have hats. <laughs> I told you every time I've gone, they didn't have hats. Four months Bill, ago. Bill, you have to be. You have this to go the- on our side. You you realize when you talk, we don't believe you anymore. Yeah, you are full of shit. This is the three hundredth episode, <laughs> Bill. You told us that at the two hundredth episode, you could we could have had hats before then, but now they have them down at White Birch Brewing in in uh, Nashville on the good side of Amherst Street, which is yes, I think we have the to safe make side. that clear every time we say this. Now, the it's safe a, side. It's the good side of Amherst. Street. You don't need to be strapped. Right. You don't need uh, that thing on you. And the uh, if you don't find it there, then find it in your local beer store in southern New Hampshire in Massachusetts. Wherever you get it, tell them some of mine's boys sent you. White Birch Brewing. Bill, we haven't seen you in a couple days. I like to hear your voice. You're going to have to keep that uh, 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 mic real close to your lips like you do with the ding-dongs. Uh, baseball Baseball's is... Baseball's pussy. <laughs> 825. Good 
to have you back, Bill. Baseball is dead to me. Tyler Glass now is crying into a cup of soup, and Garrett Cole is not far behind him. Baseball has outlawed the uh, foreign substance, and pitchers have lost their goddamn minds. Your thoughts? It's uh, first, first things first. Uh, Glass now is a baby back bitch. You're blaming MLB because your your uh, elbow blew up. Fuck out of here. Him crying sounds like a fucking high school pitcher crying because he can't get his way. Like, oh, we got to put more emphasis on throwing the bo- football. I mean, the baseball, blah, blah, blah. It's bullshit. Now you're you're hearing it as an excuse every time. Garrett Richards last night gave him six runs and four innings and used it as an excuse. That's what I'm, I'm tired of hearing. It. I'm tired of it. Dude, it's the same thing with the fucking steroid era. You're cheating. It's a, it's, it's been outlawed in the fucking game, and now you're bitching when they're reinforcing the rules that have been in place for God knows how long. Yes, everybody was fucking doing it, but now you're bitching when they want to crack down on it. It makes no fucking sense. You're using it as an excuse because you're pitching poorly. I mean, Glasnow, the injury excuse is the worst thing I've ever fucking heard in my entire life. Like, come on, dude. Your elbow exploded. Your elbow (laughs) fucking exploded. That has nothing to do with the spin rate and how you grip a fucking baseball. It, it, the, the injury thing is really baffling. Also, just like aside from, I have a lot to say about this, but just uh, the, the clips from Garrett Cole and Tyler Glass now, these guys both have terrific hair and both sound like 12 year old boys. Like, best not friends the, in Pittsburgh. For Pete's sakes. Not what they're saying, like their actual voices, the actual tonality of their voices. They sound like, I, I, they actually sound like they're whining. Like, I can't believe they don't let me use this anymore in the game because I hurt my elbow and I blame it on them. They literally sound like that. Those are their voices, which I think, like, amplifies the whole situation. Notice how I took my voice real, real low to. Well, you got to. Pitch your balls. And these 29-year-old bitches need to grow up. it, It is fucking baffling. And it's awesome to watch. Frankly, it's fucking hilarious. The game is dead to me. Um, the, the, the glass now doesn't have, I don't want to say that he has a point on his injury. However, the idea, the idea that these guys have been using sticky substances to pitch for years, called a decade. And then all of a sudden you eliminate every single thing, including sunscreen, including natural substances, uh, by all accounts, even though let's get into the, into the suspension and what they really are getting rid of the game in the game. Um, so yeah, you, you are going cold Turkey and maybe that will affect you pitching. And clearly it has, cause you've seen it across the league. The runs have skyrocketed in the past two weeks. Um, even with, even that being said, that's not a, that's not a, 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 an injury excuse. That's not why your fucking elbow blew up. Your elbow blew up because you're, you're six, seven. You've been throwing the ball as hard as you possibly can for years. You have an injury history. And all of the, it's an epidemic in baseball pitching. These guys, all, Tommy John. these guys all get Tommy John's in the past 10 years. Every yeah. fucking single one of them worth their salt gets Tommy John because they don't pitch. They throw as hard as they possibly can. So do you think know. he's I'm saying sorry, that I lost as, my train of thought. Go right. You think he's using that as an excuse to get paid though? Obviously you're now, you're out for the season. You're injured. Can he just get, what is, what's his contract? No, it's not Sorry, as Ray, good as Sorry, it, Ray, it's not go. as good as it should be. That's for sure. No, but I'm assuming if you get injured, you lose certain things in your contract. So I'm assuming if he's saying, you know, not basically, baseball. no, you don't think so? 
No, it's guaranteed, baby. All that's guaranteed. Right. Same thing with the NBA. Oh, yeah. I'll All tell right. you one thing, Rich. You you brought up a good point about quitting cold turkey. I think now's not the time. Like, you, Oh, that's another memory I have. Hold on. Stop me real quick. Remember when you quit cold turkey and you were an absolute cunt for two weeks? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Go on, Bill. But no, like, <laughs> I think baseball is outlawing it at the wrong time. I think you're two weeks away from three weeks away from the all-star break. I think if you had waited to the all-star break to make these changes instead of next week, you know, you might not hear these pitchers bitching and complaining much because now you got to, you know, you got a window for them to kind of start weeding themselves off of the, of the, the spider tack or bullfrog sunscreen, wherever the fuck they're using, you know, instead you just kind of do it midweek next week. You know what I mean? I think, you got a break in the all-star game. You know, usually you're off from Sunday to Thursday, Friday, some teams, you know, I think that would have been the good, the good time to implement, you know, rule changes right now. But again, I think that's probably one of the biggest issues that pitchers are having. It's the timing of the the rule changes. Again, all-star breaks a perfect opportunity to make these changes now. And now you're waiting. Now you're doing it mid June, you know, so at least, you know, something that's been, 10, 20 years, you know, I, I would have, that's the only gripe I have with it, but it's, well, it get, should be outlawed. Bill, there, give me the opportunity to shit on major league baseball uh, front office. And I will absolutely. If, if they wanted to make this change, they should have done it before the season. Two things on this uh, report at a sort the sports illustrated um, story that kind of broke this thing a few weeks ago was they were talking to teams in 2020 about this. So teams knew about it in 2020 and like all things, if you're cheating, you're not going to stop unless you're specifically told told to, told to stop or Spygate. you're caught. Yep. Spygate, exactly. So, um, uh, fuck you, Tyler Glass. Now you you guys know you've the league has known about it. You've known about it. Everyone has known about it. Everyone knew this was coming. This is what baseball does. They did it. They let the steroid era go for a decade, and everybody more knew than it was that. Going They've been on. doing steroids twenty years, right? Seventy. So my point is, Tyler Glass and your cold turkey injury excuse is bullshit. And anybody else who wants to jump on that fucking trail, Garrett Cole, it's bullshit. You knew this was coming down the pike for uh, for uh, at least a year, at least a season. You could have made the adjustments in terms of what you use to pitch ball. The other thing, the fucking penalty, the ten game it's paid suspension is bullshit so just here's here's a clue for anybody that wants to speak out against the authority wait a second shut the fuck up this is that this is this is anybody that's tweeting anybody that's doing angry anything if you're angry shut up breathe wait because hey tyler you're gonna get to use your shit again you're gonna get to use your shit again if you think the mlb is gonna suspend their best pitchers now with a 10 game paid suspension you're out of your fucking mind look at the history of the way baseball has worked look at the suspension that came down you have an epidemic in your game pitching you had the most no hitters in the two months of your season that you've had in seven years great you had the lowest average in your in your in your league for your entire existence which is over 100 years and your penalty for that is 10 games paid that's two starts bill that's two starts and 156 game season if you don't think that all of these guys are going to go use this shit now you're out of your fucking mind you're out of your mind. They're going to go pick some poor schlub on Milwaukee and suspend them for half the season or whatever nope. on a, uh, with nope. two with two uh, offenses or whatever they determine to be 
uh, 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 it'll probably be the Red Sox, as a matter nope. of fact. Nope. I already got the, I already <laughs> got the pitcher. You know, I already got the pitcher. You know it's bullshit. Go ahead, Ray. I already got the pitcher. It's going to be David Price because Fortnite just has a new season out. He's going to get suspended <laughs> for 10 games so he can go and fucking there you go. game his life away. It's not even games. He's a martyr. It's not even days. It's two games. It's two games. It's yeah. paid. It's bullshit. So here's this is this is why the whole Tyler Glass now, uh, Garrett uh, Cole. And let's dive, let's dive into this, Bill. I think you watched it live. Garrett Richards of your Boston Red Sox, whose ERA has doubled. Who you just swept the Braves? You gave up 16 runs in two games. Bills Braves. You scored 20 on Bills Braves, and you actually were managed to uh, to win that series. Garrett Richards' comments after this game were like a toddler that you, and you took his bubba away. It's, it was, it's just a high school pitching, dude. It's it was the same fucking, thing. I gasped. <laughs> you used to pitch in high school. It'd be like you bitching that you, you didn't get called strikes or you couldn't use your fucking sunglasses or anything to pitch. Like, that's exactly what you're bitching about. Like, what pissed me off the most about his comments last night is the night before, J.D. Martinez basically said, yeah, we don't use this. We don't use this, you know. <laughs> our team doesn't use this, but then you have one of your pitchers, a free outright agent said, I can't outright use it, said so it. I can't use it. So obviously, my ERA is tripled. Bill, can I ask you? Can I ask you a question? You might know this because you're a rain man, and you might be able to guess it based on what we're talking about. Do you know who has the highest spin rate of their curveball in the major leagues? Matt Barnes, Garrett Richards. Wow. You know how many okay. curveballs he threw last night? None. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> But he, he doesn't use it. J.D. Martinez is coming out telling you he doesn't use it. Fuck you, J.D. Martinez. Are you kidding me? Baseball, are you kidding me? They just can't get out of their own fucking way. No, but did, you hear, did you hear Cora's comments? Too? Oh, so great. Go ahead. What? When he was like, you know, I, I came off a of suspension. I know what it's like, blah, 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 blah. That's him covering his own ass because he knows his guys are cheating. Because he, you know, he's won. Oh yeah, he's won up bad his alibi right there. Exactly mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know you're coming up a year suspension for cheating, sign stealing, electronically trash cans, all that bullshit, and now you're coming out and saying like, yeah, we don't do it. You're covering your own ass. The managers usually never get popped for this shit. Cork bats, suntan <laughs> lotion, any of that shit. Pine tar with uh, Pineda with the Yankees. All of, those guys never. The managers never get popped, but also the managers have never come off a year-long suspension for cheating. So he fucking knows, like, he's one strike away from probably being banned for a very long time. And for him yep. to come out and basically say, I've talked with the guys, I know it's embarrassing coming off of suspension, I just w- wasted a year, you don't want that on your record, that's setting up an alibi. All these guys in the Red Sox are, che- are cheating, and the main culprit, Matt Barnes. Yeah, guy's 31 having a fucking career year. He's blown three saves out of what? 18, 19 chances right now. And I mean, you, you've seen attacking hitters, attacking hitters, bullshit is spin rate. They're number three in the league in spin rate increase. What this year or the last couple Bill, of years, I've oh. never seen anything. So apparent, even Spygate wasn't this apparent that you cheated and they cheated. And now you have pitchers saying it. Yeah, we use it. Yeah. Like, come on, everybody. Baseball well, is the easiest sport to cheat in clearly. And, and well, it's an, it's built, it's baked into the game, right? Yeah, it's baked into the game since the game has existed. You're supposed to cheat a little bit, and the and this is where I have the problem. Look, I don't. I honestly like Garrett Richards, Garrett Cole, Tyler Glass. Now, this is my shut up. 
because look, the game's going to come back around to you. Just shut, like, have a clue. Shut have fuck a out. fucking clue Read about what is going on and what is happening. The yeah. game will come back around to you. Garrett Richards, it's just supposed to be, uh, you know, competition. I don't know what's going to happen. Co- you know, I don't know what's going to happen in the competition. Dude, the league has been hitting at a league-wide average the worst it's ever been in over 100 years. You but don't I'll tell want you what. competition. You want to be able to spin the ball and get $10 million a year again next year, yep. and you can't because you suck. Shut the fuck up. Garrett Cole is probably a pretty good pitcher without the sticky shit. He was a mid three, a mid three ERA pitcher underachieving as a number one overall draft pick with the Pittsburgh uh, uh, Pirates. Pirates. He got traded to the Astros who cheat their asses off and he became the best pitcher in baseball, got $300 million for it. So fucking shut up, Garrett Cole, shut the fuck up. You know what you did. You know what you did, and you're taking $300 million from the Yankees for it. Just bury your head in the sand. Go pitch a, a nice eight-inning game with four strikeouts instead of 14, and shut up. You're good. You'll be okay. Tyler Glass, now you're a Cy Young candidate, and you hurt your elbow, not because of the sticky. Shut the fuck up. It's, what, are you t- what are you doing? It's baseball. Yep. They will come back around to you. I promise you they will fuck up on the other side and come back to you, pitchers. Just shut up. Just yep. shut up. Because they do have a little bit of a point, Bill, to your point. Don't do it at June. Do it in February. Say, hey, you can't use sticky shit anymore. It's over. Don't do it in June. They do have a point there. Yeah. But not because your elbow blew out. Not because oh, your ACL a... blew. That's so dumb. Yeah, God, baby baseball players are oh, such yeah, yeah. fucking assholes. Fun fact, the though. league sucks. So was that Sports Illustrated article came out about June 4th or June 5th. Since then, the going into the go at that time, the the, uh, the league batting average was two thirty eight. In those what ten or twelve days since, it's two fifty eight, I believe now. So you're seeing the immediate impact of these guys and their spin rate and all that other shit. You're seeing more hitting in the game, and that's what people want. You're seeing like that's what Manfred wants, which is what you. I mean, I I enjoy I, know, a, I, I enjoy I, a good pitcher's duel, and I enjoy shit like that. But again. You know, what was baseball to... the best back on the steroid era when Barry Bonds and Sammy oh, Sosa? Oh, it was the best if you in want the to early talk... 90s and 80s. Yeah. It was the best when you had Pete Rose was probably the best era. Of I'm baseball. just saying when they got the most viewership, when you had young kids actually wanting no, to go to baseball. Right, that's the problem. But with, here's the, here's the problem the, with it. Hold you know, on, you... the, the problem with the problem with that idea is the reason the steroids era came to be is because viewership in baseball plummeted before yeah. the steroids era. Viewership plummeted. So they jacked the balls. And they got excitement up because people were chasing Roger Maris's record, record not yeah. because they loved home runs. It was because they were chasing records. It wasn't about the game. It wasn't about the way the game was being played. People misperceived this. It's because they were chasing records and that home run record was one of the most heralded record in all of sports forever. And they fucked it up and they tainted it. But that was why the, that was why the viewership happened, not because the game got better. The game, the game fucked itself because they went on strike because they can't get out of their own goddamn way for the past 25 years. The game went to shit because they went into a labor dispute in the early 90s and they couldn't get back on track because they're a bunch of self-righteous assholes in that sport. All of them. Management, front office, players, the ownership. All of them can't get out of their own fucking way. The sport is dead. It's dead to me. I, I, I hate it. It makes me so fucking angry. And then listen to these entitled fucking pitchers. You're getting paid millions of dollars. And you want to b- 
bitch. You were cheating and they told you you can't. And now you're you're acting like you're being persecuted. Fuck these guys. Give me hockey back, Bill. Give me yes, hockey please, back. Please. Jesus Christ. And I know you're the baseball fan because I love the game, too. But it's so insufferable to like to root for. Not yeah, to watch, I, but to root for. It's like, come on, guys. And like I said, I, I get kind of give Manfred a little credit trying to crack down on this. I mean, what's the best way to get viewership and, and kind of relate to the younger, you know, generation of player uh, players or fans? It's offense, right? Offense, offense, offense. And again, I just said it, you're up 256, 258 in the 10 days, 12 days since. So, I mean, this is how you're going to get viewership back in the game. We've always said baseball is a dying sport. The average age is 55 to 60 in an old folks home, retirement communities. That's or, it. Or jail cell. Or jail cell, wherever you want to call it. But anyways, like this is why they're doing it. This is why they're cracking down. They don't give a shit about the players. They don't give a shit about any of that. They want to bring the viewers. This is all about all about viewership and all about getting younger fans in the game. And this is what you're seeing in Ken Griffey Jr. And this is what you're seeing in Theo Epstein. Th- these are the changes that you're seeing in the, the guys that have grown up in, in, in Major League Baseball. I mean, Epstein was a GM at 31 years old, 30 years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's been in the game since 03, 04, you know, as, as GM as the Red Sox, Red Sox. And now you're seeing the changes. We, were, we all hope we all hope these are the things that we're going to make the game better. Now they're attacking one thing. Now you're going to start attacking your shifts, things like Theo, that. Theo, so I didn't interrupt you, but Theo's a good guy to bring up. And I listened to um, Tony Mass today on the baseball show, whatever. On Love that show. Yeah, to, I mean, Mass is just good baseball. I know you don't love him, right? Mass is a, so much about is baseball. a good baseball guy. He's a good guy to talk about baseball. And um, and he, you know, he brought up Theo as a guy that brought in the you know, the Bill James uh, kind of era of baseball and the analytics. And now he's watched it go too far. And his, his point was, look, it's probably not the best to implement this rule in the middle of the season, but if it was orchestrated, what a good way to shake things up when it comes to, as they call it, the nerds in the analytics of the game, because nobody knows what to do now. And now you just got to go out and play baseball and the actual baseball are, baseball players will elevate and show themselves and Franchi Cordero's of the world will be stuck down in triple a because you can't rely on analytics and smash the ball 400 feet and, and never hit a single in your life. You know, and, and, and we've been talking about it for a long time. That's what baseball absolutely needs. And I, and Theo Epstein's mission, if you would call it is contact and, and getting the, and getting the game back to where it belongs. And they got a long way to go. They got a long, a lot of things to do. And their biggest hurdle are the players themselves and the Tyler glass nows of the world and Garrett Coles of the world. Don't let you don't. I can't cheat anymore. What am I supposed to do? Garrett Richards, Garrett Richards said, I'm glad it happened. while well, my career's at this point and like basically saying, if I can't cheat, I can't play. You fucking kidding me. Fucking babies. Who's the bigger back baby back bitches? The Nets or MLB pitchers? MLB the Nets. Pitchers. No. The Nets, they have Kyrie. MLB. 
No, yeah, MLB Kyrie. pitchers, man. Kyrie, MLB no. pitchers are taking the fucking care. gig on this. I don't care how insufferable MLB pitchers are right now. I don't know. Kevin, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant right just shut there. me and everybody else up the Ooh, other he, night. 49, 17, and 10. Come on. Come on. We'll get to shut it. Everybody uh, up. We'll get to it. Uh, we talked baseball for a long time there. I don't want to get too far into the Red Sox, but they did sweep Bill's Braves in a short little two-game series. They won 20 to 16, basically, in two games, which is just ridiculous. Christian Chris, is Christian, Christian Arroyo. Yep. I yeah. did write that down, but now, I, you know, this is, this is what baseball is. He's been big, man. He's been big for a long time. Hopefully he can uh, big uh, grand slam. The first grand slam of the year for the Sox, put them ahead. Uh, they held down that lead. Uh, like you said, Bill, the other thing that came out of this game to me, JD Martinez was asked about the pitching and the sticky stuff. He's been outspoken about all year long. Let me just say for anybody listening to JD Martinez, we ripped him for his comments earlier this year about launch angle. And it's not just about the hitting. It's about the pitching too. And we said, fuck you, buddy. Like, you know, it's not totally about the pitching. We weren't thinking that this was a foreign substance issue. Issue a little bit of an apology there to JD. Clearly he he was trying to play the back channels there, which I respect other than Josh Donaldson, who says, I got a catalog of pitchers cheating. I'll throw it out on YouTube. Fuck you. JD said, look, there's guys doing shit that you don't know about. That's why we're trying to launch the balls because we can't hit it because they're 99 miles an hour dropping off the plate because they're using fucking space glue. That's what JD was saying. So apologies to him. Bill? Never, never. Okay, no. okay good. No. <laughs> uh, fine. Then do you want to apologize for your Diamondbacks, your Arizona Diamondbacks, who have lost 22 consecutive games nope, on nope, the road? Uh, That's a lead fucking record. 23, 23 today. Very good. Yeah. You want to apologize for that? Yeah, fun fact. Vladimir Guerrero has 18 home runs since the last time the Diamondbacks <laughs> have won on the road. <laughs> <laughs> what a club. What a club out there in Arizona. Suns and four. Um, okay, boys, we're going to have to do this a little We're, we're uh, half the show here. We got Patriots. We got uh, Celtics and NBA. And then uh, I just want to hear Bill, Bill rant about the Bruins running it back. So let's start uh, before we move on. Let's start with Patriots mini camp that uh, closed up on Thursday or Wednesday. Today, today. I've lost yesterday. Wednesday. I think Wednesday was the last. Okay. Day. Either way, uh, it's Cam versus Mac Master at Cam Stidham. The report said at camp. Cam had a uh, Mac had a really good day, got most of the reps. Ray, I think last time we talked, that was the news. Mm-hmm. And then the day after, after reportedly uh, Cam Newton pouted on the field, Cam got most of the snaps and put on a pretty good performance as a quarterback. And also, Tommy Curran says that Jared Stidham has made himself known in every single one of these practices, even with limited reps. Just give me your thoughts of the quarterback situation as we leave mini camp here and before training camp starts. Go ahead, Ray. Uh, basically you have Cam Newton who bitched and had uh, footage of him overthrowing all his receivers in the end zone. Well, and yeah, it, it doesn't look good. Um, obviously, you know, my point on this is that I would take either Stidham or Mac Jones because anything's better than Cam Newton. We saw what he has to offer last year, give him a training camp, all these OTAs. It doesn't matter. He's still going to suck. I'd rather see Stidham or Mac Jones week one, but we know that's not going to happen. We all know it's going to be Cam Newton until at least week five. So that's what we're going to get. It's kind of weird. Still, Bill, you've been you've been hard fast in this. Uh, Ray and I have been flip flopping a little bit, but you've been hard fast. It's Cam Newton week one. Do you still think, no matter what, it's Cam Newton here? Yeah. Based on based on the mini camp, I mean, after training yeah, camp, it might be a different I, story. I do because I I felt like the media was going out of their way to praise Cam Newton 
went, you know, after Wednesday's practice where he was a little pouty on Tuesday when Mac Jones got a lot of the, the snaps, they really went out of their way to project. And I think Bel- Belichick's doing the same thing. You know, his comments earlier in the week that he really knows the playbook more this year than he coming into last year. It just seems like it's not really a competition. I think the competition is for the backup job between Stidham and, and, and Mac Jones. Honestly, I, it, it just seems weird. They're playing, playing through the media. It's typical Patriots, you know, Tommy Kern guy, Rappaport, Jeff Howe, you know, Girardi, all these guys were all reporting the same shit. And those are all tied in, tied in Patriot reporters, beat guys that fucking, you know, built, 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 you know, feeds them information. And I just think it's weird that the media is really, you know, propping Cam Newton up for him to start week one. And I, I, I'm not flip-flopping. He's, he's a week one starter unless, you know, catastrophic injury happens, but he, he's the guy week one. Uh, do you give any amount of credence to, like, I, I think what you just said is probably true. I think in Belichick's mind, he's starting Cam Newton week one. But do you give any credence to like, oh, let's see what the kid has. Let's see what the kid's got. Not no, yet. Like, let's throw him out there and see what the kid's got. And, uh, and, and, you know, maybe he'll surprise us. Nope. Because you already, we are just reports that he doesn't even know the playbook yet. He's still having trouble learning the playbook. No, so I don't. No, no, that's what I was just saying. Like, that's what the reports are coming out is that, you know, he's still struggling. He's still like not seeing the open receiver downfield. So that's not what Bill Belichick wants. And I think Bill Belichick is ready to feed Cam Newton to the Wolves. No, hold on, Bill. Hold on. Hold on, Bill. Ray, you just confused me. Are you talking about Cam in that situation or Mac? Mac. Mac. That's why Cam Newton will start week one. Are you ready to feed Cam Newton to the Wolves? Why'd you make it seem like you're talking about Cam? In terms of week one, if he starts, he's going to look like shit in front of national television every week, and then you'll mm-hmm. be forced to play Mac. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think that looks good on him as a coach, being able to pick their starting quarterback and the first one being him new, and, and he sucks. Why? Why would you want to do lose. that to Mac Jones, though? Why would you want to feed Mac Jones to the Wolves, get him all his motivation, all his uh, confidence gone, come week one and week two and getting blown out, and then Brady coming here week four, get blown out, why would you do that to a rookie quarterback? Why wouldn't you do that to a veteran quarterback? Let him go to feed to the wolves, look like shit, lose all his confidence, and say, "Hey, I got this rookie here. Let's do it." Well, you're looking you're looking at it from an, from a different perspective. Like I'm looking at it from uh, Belichick looks at these two guys in camp and goes, "Which is which one's better? Which one's better?" And you're, look, you're looking at it from a um, you don't think either one of them is going to succeed at the front, so might as well let the might as well let the one that you don't want to be here long-term fail to begin with and then uh, let the other guy come in. Can I counteract that? I don't necessarily that, think Ray, that that's point true. Real quick? Can I, I want to counteract your point real quick. You know, you want to talk about feeding guys to the Wolves being Cam. Yeah, your chance to feed a guy to the Wolves last year at Jared Stidham, especially when you're out of the playoffs and you refuse to play him. You know what I mean? It's just – it's. I don't think it's feeding Cam to the Wolves. It's just he trusts the veteran guy. You, you – you saw it last year. Camp sucked when he came back from COVID, right? So I'm, he was terrible. He was a pretty serviceable quarterback, what, the first four games, right? They were two and no, two. Three. The Oakland game sucked. The Oakland game sucked. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you get my point. <laughs> no, yeah. They were 126 no, no. yards <laughs> of two picks. Come no, on. No. Yeah. Then he got COVID because he went bought ads in Brighton. <laughs> but either way, what I'm saying is you had your chance to feed someone to the wolves and Jared Stidham would have been that guy. You, you're not going to feed Cam Newton to the wolves because you, you saw one good practice out of Mac Jones on Tuesday and he was pouty, pouty, pouty. Right. So you're not going to feed him to, to the, 
the wolves, as you you want to say, it would have been last year if you were going to. Let do me it. step. Let me step in, Bill. The, the, uh, maybe maybe Ray, what you're trying to say is like, if Bill looks at this at, through training camp and goes, "Look, I like Mac Jones. I th- I think that he can be a future, and I think that he can be our guy. He's not ready quite yet." And and I and and everyone's making this point, and I think it's valid. Week four against Brady is big. It's big. It, it, it's a it's a launching point. Bill, you have Max starting in week five, and I think that's a pretty good prediction because of how big week four is going to be for this team. It's going to be although, a big second best. For although Brady too. Belichick's ego might might be bigger than week four in Brady. It might be bigger. And if Belichick looks at Cam and Mac, and if Cam absolutely sucks, Ray, uh, Nikki made this point in, in on the Tuesday show or the Wednesday show. Sorry, if Cam. If Cam Newton sucks like he sucked last year and Mac Jones is playing well in practice, Cam Newton's not going to have the locker room like he had it last year because Mm-mm. Jared Stidham reportedly sucked too, right? But yeah. if Cam Newton sucks and you have expectations, you have $250 million into this roster right now and you have expectations to go out and win unlike last year and Cam Newton is, is the reason you're losing, you will lose that locker room no matter how fun and cool and hip Cam Newton is. You'll lose the locker room because you're losing. And these well, are competitors. Ru- there's rumors right now that they're already, you know, half the locker room split. Right. With Cam Ray, had said, the- Ray had said that on uh, the Wednesday show. And they're ha- half the locker room wants Mac Jones to start. And I, I wouldn't bet as half the guys that want Mac Jones to start are the guys that were on the team last year and saw what Cam Newton's going to do. David Andrews is number one on that list. David mm-hmm. Andrews has been working with, with Mac Jones at every single practice before and after working with him and working through the protection, working with him and working. That's through a leader. That's a Remember, leader. That's what we also hates Cam Newton. Yeah. Not, he didn't want not, to sign here because of Cam Newton. Yeah. Thing. He's from Georgia. So don't make this a racist thing. I just think David Andrews goes, Cam Newton blows. Like I don't want to fucking play with this. Guy. Well, he played with Tom Brady for so many years. The fucking Cam Newton. The only please. guy that likes Kyle, Cam please. Newton is fucking Belichick. Cam. Oh, I was going to say Cam Newton. And Cam right. Newton. All right. That's a lot of quarterback talk, and we have a ton to get through still. So uh, let's shift. Let's go to, to uh, the rest of the Patriots roster. Um, uh, I want to start with defense. Reports are that they have looked good. They have look, had consistent pressure on their Josh quarterbacks. Uche especially. Mm-hmm. Uche is on the top of the list in the latest Herald report. Uh, Dante Hightower has obviously got a lot of um, uh, Ooh, media here in the past in little mini camp here. And, uh, you know, there's been questions as he's taken a pay cut. Obviously uh, Gilmore has skipped camp. Um, he's holding out. He's holding out. Yep. And then uh, Chase Winovich has also not been in camp. So that's been a little bit of a question mark. So let's start in defense. Just give me your overall thought on the defense um, from mini camp, from the reports from mini camp. I don't take any credence in this because they're in, Shorts and a helmet. Come on, nothing. It's me. and Cam Newton is the core. Well, oh, this is the this is the job. This is the job that we have to take. Uh, so let me put it this way to you, Bill. Though, let's take this front seven's uh, mini camp last year versus versus last year's front seven mini camp. Did they, were day. the reports Night coming out of last year's mini camp? Wow, these guys look fast and strong. I don't think so. I don't day. think I mean, so. You have to. Kyle Van Noy. Dante Hightower, uh, Josh Uche, uh, Matt Judon, that uh, the, and, and the bulk that they put up on that defensive line, you have to think that uh, I get it. There's no pads in it, 7-on-7, 11 walkthroughs. But every time that we've talked about the quarterbacks, it's been, well, this guy was 7-for-6, but they had three sacks. Four seven sacks. For six. Six. Nice. <laughs> 
four goals, two shots. Four goals, two shots. Really? No, I mean, the, the biggest thing is you you spent, you, you redid your front seven. That was probably the worst outside of the wide receiver position on your team last year. So, you know, as a Patriots fan and someone that, you know, a show that's in the media where we want to buy this the defensive hype. And the reason is because that's their bread and butter this year. Right. We've, we've talked about Stefan Gilmore. Who would we rather have him or Julio Jones for the same price is the bread and butter is their defense. Right. So, I mean, the, the encouraging news coming out of camp is, you know, mini camp or whatever you want to call it is, yeah, it's encouraging because that's their bread and butter. Getting Dante Hightower back, Kyle Van Noy back, those are leaders on this team that have been on this team for a while. You know, Kyle Van Noy came in 2016, I believe. He was here for four years, kind of left, came back. You know, that's a, a veteran leader that you're bringing back to mentor these young guys. So everything on the defense, as much as I don't want to take a lot of credence in it because it's shorts and shells and helmets or no real hitting, but it is encouraging because that is what's going to win us football games because we all of us believe Cam Newton's starting. Cam Newton can't throw the fucking football. You're going to win close games, and what you're going to win close games by is this defense, and you just retooled it. You retooled your front seven. That was 29th in the NFL last year in run defense. You retooled it. So everything that we're hearing out of camp right now, positive signs. But I don't – again, it's mini camp. Yeah, sure. Pads yeah, on it, but – this is encouraging because that's our that's how we're going to win football games. You got to take it with a grain of salt for sure, but the the talent has definitely improved. Ray, uh, your thoughts on the front seven, but also uh, lead us into the wide receiving core. We've heard drops from Aguilar. We've heard about reports not from surprising from Kendrick Bourne. Uh, we were excited about the free agent pickups on the wide receiver realm. What do you mean they we? Were, <laughs> they were so, New England was excited about bringing in professional wide receivers because we were relying on the likes of guys that we've never heard of. And now you have Nelson Aguilar, who was a high round draft pick and had a breakout year with Vegas. Kendrick Bourne, who was a guy that probably no one heard of before he signed with New England, let's be honest. Um, but obviously let's, let's, let's bring into the tight ends with Hunter Henry, who's more of a pass catching tight end and Janu Smith. Um, so mixed reports out of those, out of those patch pass catching groups. Uh, Ray, throw it over to you. Any last thoughts on the front seven? Then brings into the pass catching. What do we say last year? The only way you can beat the Patriots is run, 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 because, run, run, run. because our front seven could not stop the run. So yeah, it's nice to see and hear that the front seven is actually looking a lot better than last year. It's a total one eighty. Right, 180? Yeah. 180, I'm yeah. Well, I'm sorry, I'm drunk. I'm drunk, I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, so that's nice to see. Uh, hopefully, Hightower. Just it's your birthday, it doesn't mean you get to Happy you birthday. Do we say happy, happy birthday? birthday? No, Bill did not. Bill, you did. Bill has yet to say happy birthday. Bullshit, I posted. I posted. But I wanted to hear birthday. it out of your mouth. The you only get one from some... me. You only get fucking one. If <laughs> I do right. it all that, all right. that's all you get. And uh, you don't deserve a happy birthday because you're wearing a LeBron James heat jersey. Suck my dick. I did that for the interview. She's from Miami. You, I put Miami. you got enough. You have enough. This I did, but I didn't show. want, I knew if I took my shirt off, you hit that record button real quick. Mm-hmm. The dark side of the FUPA would be there. Mm-hmm. I didn't hey, want to go on time. a diet. Yeah. Salads, baby. I love salads. They're tasty. Anyone that anyway. starts a diet before 4th of July is an idiot. All right, fine. I won't start till 4th of July. Thank you. Uh, anyways, it's a perfect time. Labor Nelson, Day is just a couple of weeks away. Nelson Aguilar, uh, I'll never forget the Philly clip that the guy that had a fire at his house and said that the firefighters. 
he caught yeah. the baby, right? Was yeah, the fire. No, they were catching. I thought was it a baby or cats that the firefighter was catching? He said he had better hands than Nelson Aguilar. So I have nothing, uh, no respect for this guy. He's going to have a terrible season either way. But why didn't you mention Dalton Keene at all? Because he hasn't because been. He sucks. Gonna get uh, cut. He's going to get cut. He's going to be there fucking oh, No, he's going to get cut. You know who I would like to, to mention who's getting a lot of decent underrated pub? Zasiasi. Yeah, who, there's a lot of good talk about us. Yeah, actually, like, uh, like as much uh, positivity that we could give the tight end position last year has to go to Asiasi in his last two games. Was he the was, UCL, UCLA one? UCLA, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who looks, who reports where he had a bad motivation type of issue type of thing. Um, and he's looked good in the absence of John o. Smith, who has a hamstring injury after Ooh, signing a respect. big million. That's nothing. Million. That's nothing. Fuck. They're going to sit him down. Okay. Fuck you. It's nothing. Okay. Guy never misses time in the regular season. I think he did. He did it when he signed with the Patriots say, I'm going to be the hardest working uh, player this league, this, this franchise has ever seen as an, as a direct shot at Tom Brady. So I do respect John Smith. Dead to me. I do respect John Smith, Smith for that. This? And oh, Hunter, Tom Brady. Hunter Henry has, uh, what did someone call him? Was it Giardi or one of the beat guys called him old faithful that he's just catching literally everything that's thrown Eight to games. him. Let's not forget who Hunter Henry is. You know, he has a he has an injury history, pretty significant one, honestly. Um, seems like he's a little bit soft in terms of tissue injuries, getting hit and shit like that. But before that, he was considered on the Chargers. I don't know, Bill, top three, top four wide tight end in the league. Yep. And it's at his, yeah, at his definitely, peak a year and a half five. ago, right? Yep. Not yeah, 2020, nine, but 2019. Nine touchdowns. What year did he miss with the ACL? Was that 2019? Uh, 2019, because I think 2018 was, a, you know, kind of his breakout year. He got. Yeah. And I think he missed. No, the I year take th- it back. It was 2018 because 2019, he had a breakout year. 2020, he was playing on the franchise tag. So it was 2018 that he missed. Then he came back on the ACL and was a monster. For, uh, He's for a charges. monster. And remember that. I think that, the Patriots are going to put him in a good, good spots to fucking succeed too they're not gonna he's not your blocking tight end no, no they're no. gonna want he's they're gonna seem, he's seam route touchdown boy exactly. and, and remember with the reports that uh when the patriots went and played san diego how much belichick fawned over this guy in his high he school. said it is pro- press conference yeah. you know, his high school coach never punts never punts that's the, that one guy he's made national news because he never punts the last i'll say on the pass catchers from the patriots uh uh, look, they, they've never been a big wide receiver core type of team. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, I don't really care about overpaying him because all of these salaries are going to be off the books in a year to two years. Um, you just need guys to compete and play. So if your main pass catchers are coming out of the tight end position or running back position, if Mac Jones is able to get in there, I think James White all of a sudden becomes really relevant again with Cam Newton. He wasn't because Cam Newton can't throw to his side for five yards for whatever reason. Uh, but I do believe Mac Jones is going to play this year. And I, and therefore I do believe James White is going to be a big proponent. And I do believe the tight ends are going to be a big proponent, which makes the wide receivers less important, which makes the fact that Jacoby Myers is battling He's for your the number, number two position. He's your number he one. He might be your number one in this type of offense, it, it, carrying in the slot. And you got uh, the the Z kid. What's his name? Zubar. Zubar. Uh, Nikhil Henry. Gunnar Oshevsky is going to make yeah. the uh, on this team. And Trey 
uh, I'm just going to call him Trot Nixon because that's what comes to mind. But I think his name's Trey Nixon, the seventh round pick. He yep. wasn't, he was an Ernie Adams special in Ernie Adams retirement year. That kid's making the team just based on principle as special teams guaranteed watch out for that kid too. And the way that these guys won run wide receivers, um, all that being said, I don't have a lot of faith in Nelson Aguilar or Kendrick Bourne at this point. At this point, they're saying even know if it about, matters. They're saying big things about Kendrick Bourne. I, I, Bourne looks like a, a lot of Patriots wide receiver. Yeah, Nelson a lot Aguilar of the, looks like a drop waiting to happen. A lot of the uh, NFL guys are saying that he's going to be the breakout star. Watch out for this guy, Kendrick Bourne is going to put up some monster numbers. Which would be what? nice, but I mean, what I don't know if they know this, if the NFL guys know this or not, but Cam Newton's going to be throwing them the ball. So can't be a breakout star if Cam Newton's throwing you the ball. Can you catch with the shoelaces? Uh, last point on the, on the Patriots, and this is a fun one, and this is breaking news. Um, Robert uh, Agayo, nope. Agayo, he was cut. Robert, Robert Agayo. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. Robert Agayo Scott. So the kicking duties uh, for the Patriots team have come down to uh, old faithful Nick Folk, who we uh, prayed together in this in the fans of held hands, held hands in Philly, held hands in Philadelphia, that he would make an extra point <laughs> after Julian Edelman threw a touchdown. Not Tom Brady. Julian Edelman threw the only touchdown of that game. That's how that game went. We yep. prayed that he would make an extra point. We played that he would make a field goal. Turns out. He was the best offensive weapon that the Patriots had in 2020. He is most likely you're going to be your kicker in 2021. However, you have someone called Quinn Norton. I would like to call him Norton Quinn medicine woman uh, kick, uh, kick like bull. He's been slamming. I kicked the ball and field goals <laughs> from 60 plus even through the skinny uprights. Although the knock on him is, is his accuracy. Uh, any thoughts? Uh, and th- I, as much as kicking is what it is with a team like this. And if Cam Newton's your quarterback, you you're think how many times they went for fourth down because Nick Folk couldn't kick a 45 year, 45 yard field goal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I it's think, a big, I think it's big. I, dude, he was 24 of 26 last year. Belichick clearly has a, a hard on for the veteran guys. You had young hung Koo or whatever. Young ho Koo. Some young ho. Young. No, cool. Young. Young Hoku, you had him on the practice squad. They got, you know, he got pil- you know, picked up by Atlanta, and he was one of the highest scoring players in the NFL last year. He, he's just got one of these things. I mean, Folk's the guy. I thought Folk was very solid at one point. I think he made twenty three straight kicks. He was Bill, but he couldn't kick anything beyond forty five. And you ended he had up 250, sacrificing. He had two fifty plus yard field goal. That's true. That he had, barely he, went through the. Doesn't upper. matter. Did they go in though? Fifty plus. Like I, I'm not. He hit him, Bill. But let me ask you this question: How many how many offensive possessions did they give away on fourth down because they did not really mm-hmm. like they they left it to Folk because those were game winners and that that's no time left in the clock type of thing. But how many offensive possessions did they give away because they didn't trust him at forty eight or forty seven or forty six? You can go back to Goskowski in the fucking Super Bowl against the Giants in 07. They went up for they passed up a forty eight yard field goal to go for it on what fourth and eight. Well, isn't that my point? Isn't that my point? If you got a guy that can clean it from 50, don't you want him? Don't you want it? If you got a guy that can clean it from 50 with 10 yards to spare, don't you want that guy? Over yeah, a, a 30-year-old so. Nick Folk who's uh, money hope, from hope. 30 yards in. I, Ray could be money from 30 yards in with a fat hamstring. You hope Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman 
you know, could could finally get, you know, get the Norton quit medicine women. Damn it. Come on. Put Whatever. Respect on his name. Whatever. You got uh, Adolf Hitler last year in the fifth round that you just, <laughs> that you that you, <laughs> that you cut that you hope would be he was the first kicker drafted last year. So you'd hope that he was the guy, but obviously, the, you know, Belichick's got a hard on for Nick Polk. He likes guys that can kick him with a rage. You, you got an opinion? I'm kick like Polk. Give me someone new. Give me something exciting at the kicker. Yeah. Uh, you know, give me someone that if, if you were, if you're 60 yards out, you can think about it. So this kid is uh 119 for 124 back in Michigan for his Wolf. career. 96, 119 for, he's only missed five field goals. I'm glad 119 you got that. 190, you said 119 to 194. He, he said 24. I'll get, I'll, 119 to 124. He's only missed five field goals. He has an extra point percentage of 96. Uh, field goals made 42. Uh, field goals attempted 58. Uh, extra 70, point. Hold on. The extra point percentage is bullshit because they're still two yards from yeah. the end zone. It's a 17 yard kick. I can make a 17 yard kick. His I field goal percentage is 70, 72.4. You can't even play basketball for an hour without dying. Fuck off, Rich. Two hours. We have to stop the show. We've gone too long. We've gone way too long. This has been some of my sports show Friday headlines, uh, June 18th. We'll, we'll, we'll do the after show. We'll see where we get on sports talk. If you want to listen, feel free. Uh, Raymond, uh, happy uh, birthday. Bottom of the totem pole. Thank thumb. Thank you, Dr. Thank Big Mac, the obvious one. Thank, uh, you. thank you for everything that you do. The dark side of the FUPA scares me every night. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.